Oh my god, we're started. Hi everyone, my name is Sarah, um, and I'm here with... Hi everyone, my name is Maddie. And we're starting a podcast because um, therapy is expensive, so we don't have uh, money to pay for it weekly, so we're going to do this instead, because it's cheaper. Um, so it's going to, our podcast is called Unfiltered Chaos. unfiltered absolutely saying anything that's ever happened to us so i thought it was a pretty good title for our podcast you agree yeah i would definitely agree because i think our lives are absolutely chaotic and definitely we have absolutely no filter when it comes to our friendship right and we we just met like a week ago too by the way we really did just meet a week ago out of coincidence very coincidental she emailed me and then i saw her in person when i was doing my regular rounds of bothering staff members at our college and she was like hey i emailed you and i was like you're the girl that emailed me hey what's up and that's basically why we are here now so um. yeah that was absolutely crazy we just became best friends overnight right absolutely so um here we are. Um, so this is episode one. We're kind of just, just going to talk about um, our mental illnesses, kind of, and our experience with being insane. <laughs> yeah, pretty and much. And then we're going to kind of talk about getting help and, like, therapy and psychiatry and all that crap. So you want to go first? Go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll go first since I'm older so i've been (laughs) mentally ill longer so let's see how long have i been a mentally ill being i think since i've been two i've been mentally ill my mom said i started throwing ish since i was two um but i think i noticed that i was like a crazy person when i was like 14 and afraid to like leave my house were we claiming the words crazy and insane because they're not negative connotations. That's who we are, and that's fine. So we're going to use those names and um, words frequently because, you know, we're reclaiming them. But anyways, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, and I would also like to point out that, like, when... <laughs> sorry, there's a fly in here. Recently, I have read that, like, men will call women crazy, and I think it's important to note that you need to ask them... What made the women go crazy? Let's talk about that, because it probably is a man. Yeah. What did you do to make the woman go crazy? Mm. But anyways. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it was, like, when I was 14 that I, like, started noticing, like, I got a little bit of, like, anxiety, and I'm afraid Mm. to, like, go outside. Um... And then I, like, started, like, trigger warning here on my third lesson. I started, like, burning my skin. I wasn't, like, one of those people that, like, cut, like, growing up. I did watch Degrassi. Mmm, drama right there. that was intense. But, like, I would, like, burn my skin. I think it's because, like, social media, like, taught you about that. Like, you ever see that, like... Remember Cut for Justin? Oh, my God. That was insane. Bro. Yeah. No, you ever hear about that, like, salt and ice challenge? I used to. That's what I would do. I don't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the first time I ever went to a doctor, they were like. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fuck? 
fly? That was the fly. Yeah, oh, that's the, the fly game. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it going. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The fly just <laughs> sat on my hood. I face. just put my hood on because there's no way. Um, <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. Um, first time I went to a psychologist when I was 14. Um, I had a big bar on my face from salt and ice. Um, you on your face? I did. I hated the way I Shorty. looked. And you thought that was going to help? Yeah. I, like, I needed a lot of help. Yeah. That was when I started on medication. I, like, I think there was always a negative connotation behind medication. Very much so. And, like, that was, like, ooh, like, only, like, crazy people take it. But, like, again, crazy is not a bad thing. Like, people just use that word to just make you sound, just, it's just a negative word. Like, they just use that word as a negative thing, and, like, I think a lot of words that were used in a negative way, people are, like, taking claim of it again, and, like, okay, I have a mental illness, I'm crazy, like, who gives a fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Sorry, I cussed, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so, do you want to talk about, like, your diagnosis and when you got diagnosed? Yeah. Yeah, I can talk about that. So, like, I didn't get diagnosed with borderline personality disorder till I was 18 because they couldn't officially diagnose you with it till you were 18 and... They, like, didn't, like, tell me anything about my mental illness. They told my mom about everything, but, like, they kept me in the dark about everything. I, like... Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> she was just trying to kill a fly over there, so I'm just... Right, go ahead, I'm, I'm gonna just keep talking about my, my mental illness. So, um, it wasn't until I started, um, dialectal behavioral therapy group version of it that, like, they started talking about, like, what it was and like what borderline personality disorder was and it like talks about like that you have like unstable relationships and like um an unstable image of who you are and low self-esteem and i was like wow they're really calling me out yeah and i was just like this explains so much so, yeah, it took me 18 years to, like, finally have, like, a label. But then it took me, like, another almost, how old am I now? I'll be 23 next month. So, another almost five years to, like, realize that that isn't actually what my label is. Like, I'm not BPD. That's just, like, something I have. Yeah. But go ahead, queen. Since she said her how old she is, I'm um, 20. So, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um... I guess I should talk a little bit about, like, we didn't even talk about ourselves. Um, I'm a junior nursing major, and I'm 20, and I'm originally from Maryland, born and raised. Um, Cool, I guess. Like, I don't know what else to say. I'm black. I guess that's also something you should know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I've never done a podcast before. No, I think the demographics for mental illness are important to know, yeah. like, about what I'm not, like, an old hag talking about mental illness, and oh I don't know gosh. what I'm talking about. that's not what I meant. Well, I, that's what I mean, so, sorry. Um, so, um, 
I was diagnosed, well, I started dealing with depression probably in middle school, but I didn't know what it was because, like, you know, I didn't know what it was. No one ever talked to me about it. Okay. Okay. Um, I <laughs> Sorry, we're just trying to figure out how this thing works. Um, so I started dealing with depression in middle school, and I had no idea what it was, but I knew that I would just get really sad sometimes and just be sad for, like, months on end and not want to do anything. And all I would do is just, like, want to watch YouTube videos all day long. I would stay up all night. Like, it was just... I just went through it like it was every year like the same time I would just be sad really all the time and crying and like so yeah but then it didn't get really really bad till my freshman year of college I mean sorry freshman year of high school I like had like I remember I had like a breakdown like it was a really bad breakdown like I'm sobbing hyperventilating and to my mom and then like after that I just basically never felt the same like I was just like I felt like I was out of my body like not out of my body but I didn't feel like myself I was just like really sad and like I was like I don't explain it but like I was not there mentally like I was not there at all like I'm generally a very like chit chatty person always always um laughing and talking and one people trying to make people laugh but I could not do that anymore like I literally could not smile when I knew I couldn't smile or laugh I knew something was wrong with me so I went through a very 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 bad couple months of basically my whole freshman year of high school from December to like March or April I was severely depressed I was severely anxious like I I, I couldn't function at all like I literally couldn't function um, I don't even know how I continued with my schoolwork. Like, I don't even know how I did it, but um, couldn't function. And then around April, I got back to feeling normal. And then like May, I went to the flip side. I started dealing with like, well, I had insomnia when I was depressed, but it was like no longer just insomnia. It was insomnia, but I wasn't tired. I was energetic. I talked a lot. I talked very fast. I was super high energy. Um, basically I was manic but I didn't know what that was so I thought oh my god I'm having a great old time like this is lit like I'm so happy but it was fake I was not happy um, so eventually like I'm doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff and my mom's like something's wrong with her like she need to take her to the hospital so they take me to um, the hospital and um, I'm in a psych ward babes first of all I thought I was just going for a little kiki. Like, I thought I was just going to go there over, like, not even overnight. I thought I was just going to go there for a few hours because I was fed up with my parents. So I thought, okay, yeah, take me to the hospital. I'm going to chill there. Get away from you guys. But no, they was like, we're going to admit you. And I was like, for what? Like, for what? Like, please. So I got admitted. And then I remember the doctor came in and talked to me for, like, a few minutes. You know, the standard questions they ask you. And then I remember the next day, I'm sitting at the table, at the head of the table with all these doctors in like white coats. And they're like, so you have bipolar disorder and generalized anxiety disorder? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm literally sitting there like, I, I remember I was like, mm, okay. Like I had no idea. Like I'd heard about that, but I didn't actually know what it was, you know, stigma and all that jazz. So, um, yeah, I got diagnosed when I was 14, and like I said, I'm 20 now, so I've been dealing with this for six years, and those are my official diagnoses.
I feel like there's more, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> so, um, now that we talked about what's wrong with us, um, we're going to kind of talk about like our struggle with like our diagnosis and like how we got to where we are today in terms of like getting help and how you can get help. Go ahead, babe. Okay. <laughs> so I would like to point out that like getting helps are like universal thing and like getting help you gotta continue to want to get help. Yeah. Like if you like there will be days where like you'll be like, I'm doing better and you'll be like, you know, I don't need to go get help because I feel like I'm doing Great. I don't need to go to therapy no more. I'm healed. Yeah. Babe. I thought that a couple days ago and I didn't go. And then I cried and I was like, I should have went to my counseling <laughs> appointment. So, you know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta tell yourself like, you know what? I'm gonna go anyways. Even though I'm feeling good today, I might not feel good tomorrow. What's that song? What's that song that's trending on TikTok? Like, my, oh my god. By Miley Cyrus? No, it's, oh, no, it's something about tomorrow. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, you know what I'm talking about. I'll think about it. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> I, need a, I need a job, yo. <laughs> it's hip hop. I don't know, what, what is it, Saza? Like, oh, oh, it's, I, might, I might give an F today, but I won't give an F tomorrow. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's kind of how, like, mental illness is. Like, you think you're doing good one day, or you think you're doing really bad one day. You're just having a really bad day, a really bad mental health day. And the next day, you're good. Like, that's kind of what it is every day of our lives. We never know what it's going to be like. No, that's like literally what splitting is with BPD. Like, I'll wake up and be like, I'm a piece of shit. And then later I'll be like, That's my problem. All of y'all suck. I have the biggest ego in the world. I think I'm absolutely the most beautiful, perfect girl in the world and I can do no wrong. But then, like, I get depressed and I'm like, You're the worst person in the whole world. You're ugly. You're the worst friend. Like, why do you have friends? You should kill yourself. Like, bro, it just goes boom. Down to the floor. Like, I'll be up here, and then by the end of the day, I want to kill myself. Yeah, I have, like, a really big God complex. But yes, then absolutely the biggest. I hate I myself. It's so weird. Like, I'm insecure, but I have a really big ego. Like, I and I didn't know that those were different things. Like, I thought because I thought I was the absolute most beautiful like perfect person in the world that I was no longer insecure but it's actually not that I, I just have a really big ego and I'm delusional yeah I'm, I'm pretty delusional about having a god complex <laughs> guys there is this fat fly in here it's the biggest fly I've ever seen in my life seriously you're gonna kill it with your bare hands did you Oh my god, bro, watch your. She just killed the fly with her bare hands. Please! And use hand sanitizer. There's no way. How did you do that? Uh uh, no way. With my fucking god complex. There's <laughs> <laughs> no way she just picked it up and smushed it. Well, that's fun. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh my god, complex. Um, oh, about how getting help requires daily 
help and that you know constant like what's the word it's not motivation because that does nothing for you oh yeah i have no motivation it's like discipline or like i can't think of the word perseverance oh my gosh i can't think of the word it's gonna bother me <laughs> um this is important oh yeah discipline it's discipline because like if you if you wait to have motivation to do something you're never going to do it because if you're depressed you're never going to feel like doing anything but if you like it's like if you're disciplined you're going to do it regardless of how you feel that's kind of what like getting help is like like i absolutely like i would get so frustrated last semester that i had therapy every week and i had psychiatry every week like i had all these appointments every week and i felt like it was doing nothing for me and i didn't have the motivation to go to those appointments or get online i just wanted to cancel all of them but like i was like no sarah you don't want to do therapy today you don't want to go to your psychiatry appointment today but you need to because in the long it's in the long run it's going to help you in the long run it's going to get you to where you want to be so um but getting help has been a very long battle and a long show like it's been six years since my diagnosis and sometimes I still feel like I felt when I was in that room with the doctors and I first got diagnosed like I was terrified I was scared I was a little girl like I was I, my parents were with me when I got diagnosed I was literally sitting there by myself in my sweatpants in my sweatshirt in the middle of summer sitting in this big room with all these doctors like finding out that I'm chronically ill and I will live with this for the rest of my life. I was alone and I was terrified. And I still feel like that sometimes because getting help is so difficult. Getting, getting, um, finding the right regimen for you, finding the right combination of therapy, medication, anything that, you know, you need to be stable and be what you, be able to function in a day, on a daily basis is really hard. Like, I have been through so many psychiatrists, so many therapists, so many medications, and I feel like after six years, I feel like I'm finally on the right, like, combination of medications, and it took so long. It took me never giving up, like, I would go through this constant cycle where I'm like, okay, um... I'm tired of feeling this way. What are we going to do about it? Because I'm very much a person that if there's something, something is wrong, I'm going to fix it. No matter what, I'm going to fix it. I'm never just going to let a problem be a problem and not try to solve it. So that's actually really helped me with my mental illnesses, like always wanting to fix something and make it better. But it's also really frustrating because I'd always like think I'm getting, I'm going to get, like I always think that this next solution that I'm going to try is going to work and it's going to fix everything. And I, and I try, and I get my hopes up, and then it doesn't work. And I'm, like, back to square one because I'm, like, okay, I thought this was going to be my next saving grace, and it didn't work. So I'm, like, back to square one, and I have to start over and try a new medication, try a new type of therapy, try a new psychiatrist, try a new therapist. Like, it's a constant battle. Like, it's never, like, like, some people can get on their first, like, some people can get on one medication, that be the medication that works for them, and they're good the rest of their life. That has not been the case for me. The first medication I ever tried was completely awful. I f was apathetic. That like I felt absolutely numb the whole time I was on it. I felt like crap. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was so angry all the time. I was always yelling at people, spazzing at people. I was sleeping all the time. Like I was in a like, and I didn't know that 
that you didn't have to feel that way. Like, when I started with the psychiatrist I'm with now and I told her about that, she was like, your psychiatrist at that time was not doing their job because you are not supposed to feel that way when you're on a medication. And I was like, well, she was like, why didn't you tell them you felt that way? And I was like, because I thought that's how you're supposed to feel. Like, I had no idea. Like, I didn't know. That's just, it was a medication. They should know best. I'm 14 years old. How am I going to be like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. This medication isn't right for me. I can't make that decision. So, I've been talking for a while. Go ahead, girl. Oh, no, no, you're okay. You talk your shit. You talk your shit. No, I've been on the same medication since I was 14. I've, like, stopped it and tried different stuff. The last summer, I just, like, raw dog stopped it. <coughs> and, like, that was, like, the worst decision I've mm. ever done. I, like, gained so much weight. And then I think, like, karma, like, bit me in the ass. And that's where, like, I got hit by a car. I don't know. Oh, that's hello. That's <laughs> no. No. But, I know. But I'm back on it now. And I'm, like, slowly getting my weight back up. Um, what medicine is this? It's Prozac and Lamictal. Oh, I love Lamictal. Yeah, Lamictal will be doing some things, but it makes my eyes, um, twitch. I get, like, body twitches all the time. Yeah, so now I have to see a neurologist for it, so it's okay. like... What do you need to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So now I see a neurologist so they can help my eyes stop rolling all the time. See, that's... Yeah, so I've, um, I started... When I got diagnosed, they started me on lithium which is a god-awful medication that I didn't know was god-awful until, like, I obviously started it and got off of it. So once I got off of it, I actually got off of it because I had um, started having high blood pressure and I found out I had kidney damage from the medication, which the doctors, of course, didn't believe me. And they're like, it's not from that. It's from something else. And I'm like, are you dumb? Like, I don't take anything else. I don't do anything else. All I do is take this one medication. I didn't have any issues with my blood pressure or kidneys before that. So please, stop being stupid. Um, so um, once I got off that medication, I started on Latuda, and that medication was amazing. Um, it, I, it got me back to feeling like how I felt before I was diagnosed or before I dealt with any mental health issues that was really recognizable for me. I felt normal. I was like, my mom said it was like a, a complete, like, 180 like I was literally back to my old self again so that medication really like saved my life or changed my life because like I don't say medication saved my life a little pill is not gonna like save my life but well yeah but yes and no but anyways that's a whole nother story um so then the two was doing good but then I started having um tardive dyskinesia which is like uncontrollable lip movements lip twitches eye twitches body twitches and I hated it and I was very self-conscious about my lip twitches so I went down on my dose but then my anxiety kicked up really bad and I had severe severe chronic anxiety for about 10 months it was hell living in my brain so I finally got on lit sorry I finally got on lithium no shut up I finally there's so many I'm on so many L medications okay I've been on lithium I'm on Latuda now then I started Lexapro I started Lexapro in January of 2022 that was last year and then now in August of 2022 I think I started Lamictal so I've tried many different medications for my moods and I've tried probably like 20 different medications for like sleep because I have like insomnia but like 
it's not easy finding the combination that works for you like it has not just been like oh i started taking latuda and nothing was wrong ever again i started taking latuda and i was good for a little bit then i started dealing with insomnia okay so i thought okay maybe if i go down my dose my insomnia will get better no still pretty bad got worse then i was like okay anxiety anxiety was really bad and so like it's it's kind of always like when one thing gets fixed another thing pops up and that's also like side effects like bro side effects let's talk about side effects oh my gosh go ahead i've been talking for a while uh side effects um i gained I gained a lot of weight, and I've talked to my, <laughs> I've talked to my psychiatrist about this. I was like, I don't want to be on something that's going to make me gain weight, because then I'm going to have self-esteem issues. That was my problem. And if I have self-esteem issues, then I'm going to be more depressed. And then I'm going to want to kill myself even more, because I think I'm fat. Yeah, like, so that's why I was like, you know what? Like, I think I'm getting weight. I'm just going to stop taking my meds. Why didn't you stopping your meds cold turkey will make you gain weight? I hope y'all didn't hear me swallow. <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but like sometimes you gotta like you gotta take the good with the bad, and it's right. like you either want to live or you just gotta put on a little weight. It's like it's kind of right. like birth control. Like you're gonna gain a little weight, but like you don't have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it is. You have to outweigh the benefits for the. What is it? Cons? Yeah. Yeah, the pros, pros and cons. And cons. Cons are side effects. Some side effects, some medications, the side effects are worse than the benefits. So then you obviously are not going to take that medication anymore. But you won't know until you try it because every medication works differently with every person and their genetics and their body and chemical makeup and all that crap. So you won't know how the medication works for you. And you don't, don't know what dose will work for you either until you try the medication, which sucks. Yeah, I've taken some, I don't remember all pills I've taken. I've taken one pill that, like, made me, like, tweak out. And, like, <laughs> like a crackhead? Yeah, like a straight Are you appropriating crack crackhead culture? <laughs> no, but, like, I was at work, and I was like, why does this room look so... I don't big? understand. I was at work, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was... Sorry, my Apple Watch always likes to think she's the center of attention. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Am I tweaking right now? No. Okay. You're not, I promise. Okay. Was, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, this room just got so big. I was like, hey, I think I need to go home. The room just got super big. Because it was like opening like week of school, 2021 or 22, 2021. And I was like, yeah, I got to go home. Something ain't right. Yeah. Tweak. Yeah, I was tweaking out. Back in like two weeks ago too. I was at a graveyard and like I like didn't take my meds that night yet. So you gotta like you gotta like make sure you take your meds on like Yeah, take your meds. I've never had an issue with that, so I've never gone off my meds. I've never like deliberately gone cold turkey. I've missed my meds a couple days, but I've never like gone cold turkey. Yeah, I think it's because I was like, I don't know, I was like a depresso express all at night, and I was like at a graveyard. I always go to graveyards at night. I don't know why. You do what? Excuse? That's a white people thing, because ain't no way. I know. I know it is. Are you proud of that? Okay, I'm just going to keep it. I'm not proud of it. Right, because girl. 
Okay. I guess I gotta start banging. I think what, whatever. Um. <coughs> also, guys, I make random noises a lot. I also tend to moan sometimes, like when I'm eating because the food is so good, and also randomly. So don't be um, concerned about that. I guess you could say. What are we talking about? Getting help. So, the hardest part is accepting that you need help. There's a lot of people that could have been doing great by now if they would have just accepted a long time ago that they need help and they should go get help for their issues. I was that person though when I first was having depression when I was in high school. I was terrified of getting help. I was terrified of being judged. I don't know why, but I was. And I don't know really if it would have helped me at that time but I just know that I prolonged getting help until it was like I didn't have a choice anymore <laughs> like when I was manic I didn't have a choice anymore I had to get help or I probably would have ended up dead so I need to stop using manic so I have bipolar 2 disorder and um, bipolar 1 disorder is people with that they experience mania and being manic people with bipolar 2 they experience hypomania which is the um, basically, I wouldn't say it's a milder form, but that's kind of what it is. Um, they're both very dangerous and can be very dangerous to the person that is experiencing it. But, um, I've heard that mania is uh, very severe, more severe, I guess you would say. I, uh, mania requires hospitalization, but... Hypomania doesn't always require hospitalization. Like, I'm sure if I had a hypomanic episode now, I probably wouldn't go to the hospital for it because I, mean, I probably would know how to deal with it. But yeah, I also haven't had a hypomanic episode since I was hospitalized. So um, yeah, you just have to have one um, hypomanic episode to be diagnosed as bipolar. So yeah, I think I should also make that clear because sometimes I'm like... I don't even have bipolar disorder. Like, I've only had one episode, but no, babes. It's, it's important to get the proper diagnosis because if you have bipolar disorder and they just think you're depressed and they treat you as if they treat you as if you have just depression, that's not good because it's a whole different different thing to treat um, bipolar disorder because you are treating the highs and the lows not just the lows so like if you get treated for depression it can actually throw you into like a hypomanic episode because you are not getting the proper treatment to keep you at baseline and not go all the way up too high so I just thought it should make that clear why did you scoot away from me you don't like me anymore no because I was like turning and I like I was like falling off the damn chair and I was like if I fall I will bust my head open <laughs> do you know how many things have happened during this episode already oh yeah the fly you pinched a fly and killed it like that was insane that felt like some like don't describe it to me actually go ahead no like that was some Jackie Chan stuff I he know. did that oh, yeah like, like she literally did that guy she just pinched it uh, i wish that was freaking recording i know were you like involuntary or like voluntary when you had to go to the hospital because i was like involuntary they like put me in there they said you can't get out um um it was involuntarily voluntary because it was it was voluntary because i wanted to go to the hospital to get away from my parents 
but like I didn't want to stay there like I wasn't like I really thought I was just going for a little field trip for the day but when they was like we're admitting you I was like um like I, I was like okay whatever but I didn't want to necessarily be there you know what I mean but I didn't like fight them on it I was like okay okay so, you- so it was voluntary i guess it was, it was voluntary like I, they didn't call the cops on me to get take me there like my parents drove me to the hospital oh okay so you were a 201 that's good why do you know that <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> what 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 is the what's the involuntary code 302 <laughs> because if you're if you're 302 it stays on your record and then like what record like your hospital record or you're like yeah, like, if you're, like, 302, I have, like, a family member, um, we have beef now, so I don't really care, they say it. Oh, beef. Yeah, so, like, they can't work in PA because they were 302 I don't like that, so they're being criticized for their mental illness yeah. issues? Yeah, so they're not allowed to work in PA, they have to work in Maryland. But what exactly, like, 302 is for mental illness, right? It's yeah, not it means if they're, like, involuntarily put in the hospital, they, like, unwillingly got like seven. I don't like that that yeah. this is like stigma again like there's just perpetuating the stigmas that we can't do anything like what and that's what I got so now so that's why I'm like panicking and I'm like what the heck is gonna happen after I graduate so I don't I know never what, heard of that yeah so I don't really I don't know is, is it is it because of what they do like as their job or is it just anything because I feel like there's no way that every person that's been 302'd can't work in their state. Like, that doesn't even sound right. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's just for teaching. I mean, pe- they... Well, teaching makes... <laughs> yeah, that, they tried to get, like, the record... Like, erased. Er- yeah, but they haven't been able to. Well, you got beef with them, so... Yeah, so... Screw them, I guess. I don't care. Stay in Maryland. Facts. Well, don't stay in Maryland in there. Well, <laughs> whatever. Anyways, um... We're supposed to talk about, like, therapy and crap. And psychiatry. <laughs> um, let me be clear. You should get help. You should go to your... You should get a psychiatrist and a therapist and all that jazz if that's what you think would help you. You have to try different things to find out what would work best for you. It's hard to find somebody that is good and um knows what they're doing and doesn't just want to shove pills pills down your throat yeah i did a few a few sessions with the, with yeah. the therapist few therapist psychiatrist is really the most important because they're the one giving you medication yeah i have had pretty bad encounters with psych like with doctors like i'm not trying to scare anybody but i'm trying to be realistic like there's not not every doctor out there a has your best interest at heart and b is good at the job which is crazy because you spent all them damn years in medical school and you don't know how to do your job okay but like i've had doctors tell me that my anxiety is not anxiety it's a issue of self-regulation or like doing what I need to do like I don't even know what the hell she was talking about I was like what do you mean I don't have anxiety like I know what anxiety is she's basically gaslighting me and she made me cry and she's like why are you crying use your words I was like you literally just told me that I don't have anxiety okay um 
I've I've had doctors that just I've had like five minute appointments with them where they just give me a new medication to try and I'm like shoddy you didn't even hear what I had to say like so there are doctors like that but there are great doctors out there that actually listen to you and try to help you and uh, you just have to find that person and I know there's like a waiting list like is there a waiting list I've never had issues with getting in with a psychiatrist but I've heard that there's really hard like there's a waiting list and like you're not getting in for months like I've never had that issue so I don't know I've had so I've had the same psychiatrist since I was fourteen, but with um, a psychologist, I I had the same Which one. Is a therapist. Yeah, I had the same one since I was fourteen, but then he left, came back. Um, but then um, insurances change, and with state insurances, that's extremely hard to to get into. Um, but yeah, it's especially hard with wellspan. I'm currently still on a six month waiting list, um, and I think it's. That's been since, like, August. Dear God. I, I've i never had an issue with finding a new psychiatrist or getting in. Honestly, like, I've gotten in pretty quickly, like, within, like, a couple weeks, a month or so. Like, I've never had an issue with that. So, I do know that it had, like, it has been an issue in the past. But there's also, like, telehealth now, which I think also has opened up a lot of opportunities for people to get seen. And for people to take on more clients. Because, you know, telehealth, you can see people back to back to back. Um... So I think that's also really beneficial, but it also kind of takes away the, like, empathetic part. Like, you're just looking at somebody through a screen. You're not really feeling, you can't really gauge how they're really feeling and expressing themselves. You can't really gauge their emotions towards you. You can't really gauge your patient's emotions. And, like, it's kind of hard. I'm not going to say it's hard to be empathetic, but it is. I feel like it's harder for doctors to be empathetic of their patients because they're not seeing them in person. So, finding a therapist. There's a lot of resources to find therapists. Um, I found my therapist um, back home on Psychology Today. And I found my therapist up here on Psychology Today. Um, PsychologyToday.com. You can search by issues that they um, help with. You could, like, mental issues, mental illnesses they help with. You could search by gender, age. You could search by ethnicity. You could search by... Um, you can search by um, insurance. You can search by a lot of different things to find somebody that fits for you. And I think it's really beneficial because I've, I've found really good therapists out there. My therapist back home, she was really great and she helped me a lot. But she had to downsize her practice so I had to go to somebody else. But I found a great therapist out there. Um, psychiatry, I've also, I don't know if they do that too on psychology today. But I think they do. So I found people off there. Um, also just Google searching, like psychiatrists near me. Yeah. I love Google. Like, there's like websites now that are just like solely finding people near you. And it'll tell you if they do like in person or telehealth. They'll tell you if they're just accepting new clients. Like, it's hard, but it's worth it. And then there's also free resources out there. Like, if you go to school you're in college or high school like I know my high school had like counselors and then like my college obviously has counselors so if you can't afford it like I didn't go to I stopped going to therapy like outside therapy um for a couple years like I didn't go to therapy for like two two years maybe and then I started going to therapy back at my school and I did that for like a year or so and then I was like and I did that for like 
a year and a half I think a year and a half and I was like okay I'm really mentally ill again I need somebody else to help like I need more help than these bi-weekly sessions because <laughs> it was like every two weeks and I was like no I need weekly therapy like I need help so but like just you need if you need help it's out there it's very hard but like you also need people to hold you accountable if if you're like not gonna take charge and do it yourself like there's people that probably would help you oh yeah my roommate did that he like did some scared straight shit no literally like they'll be like if you like you know like hold a gun to your head like you better find a therapist right now (laughs) type stuff like there's probably people in your life that would do that i would definitely do that for someone i'd be like sit down we're gonna find a therapist right now we're not leaving this room until we do i would do that for somebody I know you definitely do it with me. I would. I was I going to. Would. I was going to earlier a couple of days ago. I know. <laughs> um, so there's different types of therapy. Oh my gosh. I keep making noise. Um, there's different types of therapy. I've done group therapy, which is like, you see, we're talking about like DBT. Yeah, I did dialectal behavioral therapy. There's CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. There's trauma-based therapy. There's, there's so many different types of therapies. Like, CBT is like talk talk therapy, basically. Yeah. That's the ones you see on TV all the time. Where they're just laying there talking to their therapist for an hour. Um, but there's so many different types of therapy. Like, if you don't think talk therapy will work for you, because it doesn't, like, honestly, I'm in talk therapy right now, and I don't really think I'm making any progress. I feel like I use it as a venting session, and I don't like that. I want to actually make progress, so you kind of have to, like, tell your therapist what you're looking for as well. But there is a lot of types of therapies out there that um, work better for certain illnesses, certain conditions. And so you kind of, like I said, you have to do your research and find out what works for you because everyone is unique and individual in their struggles and what they deal with. So, yeah. Yeah, I was actually supposed to start, like, eye movement, cessation, reprocessing, which is, like, for, like, people with, like, PTSD. But it was, I heard like, about that, yeah. Right before COVID started. Yeah, I love COVID, yes. Yeah, and then COVID hit, and then I couldn't do it because you have to, like, like, follow this, like, little, like, dot it's i don't know it's like oh yeah like that okay yeah to like help with like trauma basing and then covid hit i couldn't do it and then i stopped here we are yeah and then i I stopped seeing him after covid happened and then i haven't been able to get into anybody else that does it and now i'm just a little trauma bean who got more trauma during covid they said double homicide yes they really did oh my god it's yeah. like the trauma never stops either yeah. so how are you supposed to heal if it keeps happening um i don't know like should we talk about how to feel like i mean how do you find like a good i'm gonna say like what's a what's characteristics of a good like therapist and good psychiatrist I think you need to have a balance between personable but also professional. Yeah, personable versus professional and also like draws the line between like being too friendly and like um what's the word when you like oh like enabling and like being like no that's not okay. Cuz I feel like some therapists they won't talk to you like tell you like straight like how it is like that's not okay I feel like sometimes they key 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 too much yeah <laughs> you know they laugh at you a little bit too much and you're like and I'm like like obviously you don't like 
being told like that's not okay but sometimes people need to be told like hey that's not funny you need help like you're you're being self-destructive like you need to stop you know what i mean like yeah type of thing yeah but like i had one that like talked to me as if i was a mental illness and like not a person i was like hey like what kind of coffee do you have over there and he was like we're talking about you not coffee and i was like oh okay like sorry we're just trying to make combo yeah and i was like not seeing you again (laughs) no literally i'd be so quick to cut people off like not not like people but like therapy and psychiatry like my first i i had to transfer from because i was going to see like Kennedy Crager, which is the psych- psychiatric ex- extension of Johns Hopkins Hospital, because I went to Johns Hopkins when I was diagnosed, so I did their outpatient, like, psychiatry until I turned, like, 19, actually, so it was time for me to transition, so I found a new place, and she was a, I think she was a PA, I guess we should also talk about, like, psychiatrists, which are medical doctors, versus PAs, with their, which are physician's assistants, versus nurse practitioners, but that's, like, oh, another thing, I'll talk about it later, <laughs> but what was I talking about? John Hopkins. Oh. How you oh, oh. out of it? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> I've been me. So the lady that I like decided I was gonna go with, like we did our initial session and then this like our first real session, she was she was like second guessing herself and not sounding sure of herself. And I was like, Hell no, I'm not letting you treat me. You don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Like she's and if you aren't sure, don't make it known to your patient that you don't know what the hell you're talking about like she's going back and forth with herself like in front of me on zoom and i'm like bitch yeah you think i'm confident in you right now yeah yeah no no so definitely years i would say an experienced practitioner like a couple years on the job at least i'm not gonna say like I'd say at least five years. Unless your case is not like... Because there there's some cases that are like different comorbidities, which means you have multiple conditions that you are being treated for at once, and like your case is kind of complicated. Um, like, so I feel like some new grads or like people that have like, a, like only like a year or so of experience can still treat, but you definitely want like people that have at least three to five years under their belt. And then obviously like more than that is even better. So people that have experience, people that seem to be empathetic and know what they're talking about, people that talk to you in terms that you understand, because some doctors will talk to you in their medical terminology. And if you aren't a medical student or like a nurse, like a nursing student, you don't know what they're talking about because they're talking to you in technicalities. And you're like, can you speak to me like a regular person? Yeah. So that's another thing you should look for, like people that talk to you like at a level that you can understand you know empathy people that actually listen to you and don't just try to that don't cut you off and people that actually ask you questions i would say definitely people that ask you questions and don't tell you they ask instead of telling because like i like i said like she i was telling her about my anxiety and she was telling me that i didn't have anxiety and i had an issue of self-regulation and self whatever the word is i can't remember what she used but so definitely a practitioner that listens to you and asks you questions and um yeah i don't know yeah no i've seen the same i've seen the same lady for like nine years now i don't even 
I want a th relationship with somebody like that with like a doctor that has seen me throughout all my years and it's like oh my god you made so much progress like that's amazing I want that I like at first when I saw her like I wasn't like even I was kind of a bitch to her I was just kind of like you know what like I don't even like you but like then I kind of like as I got older I was like you know what like you're awesome yeah like you help me like because at first she thought like I was a narcissist and then like she, oh, then she did <laughs> she didn't tell me that like my mom told me that she's like yeah she thought you were a narcissist and then she realized you were just a bitch and I was imagine yeah I was like yeah like I was young and I like I didn't like realize like anything but like, she's like so professional with me but like then I realized like oh like she is a little bit personable but like I wasn't giving her anything so she wasn't gonna give it back mm -hmm. to me and they also shouldn't be but there's a line between being like personable and professional like they should not be telling you any intimate inappropriate details about their life they can be relatable to you and let you know like they like their experiences that can kind of help you as well because i remember one time my therapist was telling me like one day she's really really sad and like her dad she's really anxious and sad and then her dad like helped her with something she was kind of telling me like lean on your mom for support type stuff but if they're telling you inappropriate details about their life that has nothing to do with the session also just like you know having to do with their sexual life like religion like their religion their political views like all of that is like no no topics that your therapist should not be telling you about like their like their life that's like inappropriate like they should not be telling you any of that information because you're supposed to seem non like they're supposed to seem like a non-biased person so if they're letting you know they're like biases kind of thing that's very inappropriate i used to do this toxic thing where my therapist would be like how are you and i'd be like good how are you i would like flip it back on them you're <laughs> <laughs> like good how are you doing yeah like don't i don't want to know how i'm doing how are you wait doing? let's talk about you today like yeah i talk so much about myself let's talk about you yeah, I still do that. Oh my god, imagine I said I don't think I could talk for an hour. Why did I lie? I talk. Guys, I love talking. Like, if you're a listener and you love to listen, just call me and I'll just talk, 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 talk all day long. I love talking. If I'm not talking, there's an issue. Like, if I'm not talking, I'm either depressed or I'm trying not to scream at somebody. So. When? On Wednesday? <laughs> I screamed. Oh, did you? Wait, when? I don't know. When I texted you that thing? Yeah. Oh, well, I was screaming through text. But, uh, yeah, if I stop talking, you either need to leave me alone. Yeah, you probably should leave me alone, honestly, if I'm not talking. Just don't even talk to me. Leave me alone because you, you might get screamed at stop. no shade. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. Did we even talk about what we're supposed to talk about today? Yes. <laughs> we did. We did. Oh, we're supposed to say what kind of therapy worked for us. Um, DVT did not work for me. Group therapy. I learned, like, mindful. I did learn something that I think I did take with me subconsciously. Like, I subconsciously did those things. But I didn't think I needed to be in group therapy for, like, two months for that. <laughs> to learn those things. We could have did that on an individual session. Like, I did group therapy one day. My mom did parent group. I did the children's group, like, the adolescence group. And then I had my individual sessions on another day. Like, girl, that was too much. 
That was too much, in my opinion. We just played games. I feel like you shouldn't edit this. Not edit it? I didn't even know people edited podcasts. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, what is there to edit? Aren't you supposed to talk for like an hour straight? Like, what is there to edit? Do I take breaks or something to pee? Like, what do you need to edit? Oh, yeah. People do edit podcasts. They, like, edit, like, silences. There is no silence in this one. (laughs) (laughs) There is actually probably too much noise. Yeah. Don't edit it. Okay. Just let it go. We're unfiltered chaos. What do you need to edit it for? Touche, touche. I won't edit it. But yeah, we just played apples to apples, and we yeah, it was a really it was a really stupid group. And then I ended up like trying to kill myself afterwards, anyway. So I don't like. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> like, what's the point in this group? So yeah, there was no point. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it taught my mom a lot, but I feel like my dad should have been on in on those lessons more than my mom. Like, I think they both should have been in them. Like, not just my mom, because my dad is, like, very, like, unaware and not sensitive to this stuff at all. Like, today he was telling me, like, how at church they were talking about, like, suicide and stuff. And, like, I kind of got upset because, like, I was kind of upset. Like, I was kind of irritated because I was, like... I've literally been suicidal before and you like weren't sensitive to it at all because he was saying like I need to be sensitive to that like I'm trying to be more sensitive to that and like in my head I was like like three out of all three of your children have been suicidal before and you kind of weren't sensitive to it at all like it's good that you're changing now but it kind of pissed me off because I'm like why do you need to be more sensitive to like people at church like what about your own kids but anyways yeah, I don't really talk about all that kind of stuff with my father because he's kind of like my 13th reason, 95 Well, yeah, I don't talk about, like, I don't really talk about that stuff with him either. That's why I was like, why are you talking about this with me right now? Yeah, I mean, like... Like, he's even taken, like, the mental health, like, whatever classes, you know? Like, mental health first aid classes. And I'm like, did that help you at all? Because... Oh, yeah, no, he didn't even come when I tried to kill myself. I mean, when I, when I got sent off, like, an hour away, he came. It's like... I was like, cool, thanks. Men are just so bad at, like, emotional capacity of any type. Like, any type of emotion that's not anger or disdain. <laughs> yeah. Anger, disdainment, like, irritation, anything that's, like, ne- anything that's positive, like, they don't know how to do it. Anyways, that's, like, getting into something else. Getting into something else there. Yeah. Dad, I still love you. That just irritated me today. I'm sorry. I had to bring that up. I don't know what I'm talking. Like, they don't even know I'm doing this right now. I, I have no words for my father. <laughs> Hi, Maddie's father. She has no words for you. He ain't gonna listen to this. He not support me. Oh, well, there you go. Just kidding. Men. Love you, Dad. <laughs> Please don't hit me. Stop! Oh, Maddie! Oh, my God. Chana! Chana! <laughs> <laughs> We should not be laughing about this. Well, we should be because it's unfiltered chaos. We're like staring at each other. Like, are you in love with me? Kind of. I'm kind of gay. I'm not allowed to be, but I kind of am. You're not allowed to be? No. Well. I came out when I was 16. No, 15. Whew. Yeah. Who told you you weren't allowed to be? Your dad? The people of the internet? No, like, I didn't even tell my dad. And then, like, his, like, ex-girlfriend snitched. Because I had her on Facebook and she snitched to him. 
I was like, excuse me. Not she out of you, she old daddy. I was like, so then I had to delete my, my outing post. I was really upset about it. I would have been upset too. You should have left it up. What is he going to do? He knows now. Yeah. Well, no, I was like, I was like, I, I didn't mean it. It was just a phase. So. Oh, does he still think you're in a phase or does he not? He thinks. He doesn't know. My mama knows. My mom supports it. Amen, mama. Yeah. She knows all the women I brought home. <laughs> She's like, in this house? And I'm like. What other house? In your bed? Yes. She gave me her mattress. Oh, you're like, whoa, daddy, you're getting out of hand there. Yeah, in her bed. Look how loud you got. Who? You. Oh my god, is that me? Yeah, it is you. Are you for real? Like, this whole time I've been that loud? That's your, that's your big block. Is that because I'm so close to the microphone? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So what? Should I like back up? Oh no! It's just like I don't. I don't. Know I don't I'm just a loud individual. Like I probably didn't need a microphone. I probably could have just sat here, and you could have been on the mic, and you could have heard me. Like yeah. they probably could have heard me loud and clear. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm very loud individual. People hear me before they see me most of the time. That's okay. Is it? Yeah. Actually, I don't care. I love being loud. Cause y'all hear me. Y'all gonna hear what the hell I have to say. Period. Poo. Yes. It's hot. You're hot. Thank you. Okay. What's next? Or is that our final discussion? I don't know. Like we've kind of almost hit an hour. Like I was trying to talk so we could hit an hour because like an hour is like what a podcast is supposed to be, right? Okay. Yeah. I don't. I just cracked my bone. Dang. Well, what, what do we want to discuss the next time on our podcast? Oh my god, right. Yeah. We have a whole little list of list. We do. We talked about introduction. We kind of talked about mental med- medication and side effects. We didn't like go into detail. Yeah, if you want to know more details, the audience members can tell us. <laughs> we talked about finding the right psychologist. Kind of clicking through here. It's Valentine's Day coming up soon. I feel like we should, like, well, probably by the next time Valentine's Day would have been over. But I kind of feel like we should talk about, like, dating. Oh, yeah. Dating and being mentally ill. Because that is, like, really hard to find people. Yeah, I was in a mentally ill relationship. I was a mentally ill one. I am in one. We are both mentally ill. Oh. We're doing good. I guess he was mentally ill as well, maybe. Probably. He's a man. (laughs) True. <laughs> so I mean we say we'll talk about that next time but maybe we'll we don't know yet we yeah maybe we'll have a guest star oh my god guest yes stars. you yeah. might I hope so yeah can you believe we actually talked for an hour oh my god we're about to hit an hour this is scary <laughs> did you just burp in our podcast <laughs> Like, I've been burping onions all day. Onions? What did you eat that had onions? A ham and cheese sandwich. Why did that have onions? Because I put onions on it. Okay, Madison. Onions on a ham and cheese. This is the quietest I've been the whole podcast. As an adult, you're supposed to eat onions. As an adult, what does that have to do with eating onions? Because I saw a, um, 
Facebook post that said, you're an adult now, eat the onions. Okay. Well, I actually haven't studied at all today, and I probably should go do that. I took but I don't want to. I just kind of want to eat dinner. I also need to put a pad back on because apparently I restarted to bleed. I've been free bleeding for an hour. Why didn't you go do that? Well, because I didn't take my backpack into in with me to the bathroom. Yeah, so? <laughs> and then I was just like, it's fine. So you're bleeding right now? I am. Bear cooch on the seat. No, I don't shave in the winter. So. Oh, so you're saying you have a little barrier. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes, the hair is blocking it. Okay, I get that. I completely understand. I just was, I just wanted clarification from you. You know what I mean? I didn't want to. Say That's why I wasn't letting you put your spot on my butthole because I didn't want you to know. That <laughs> <I was crying. laughs> I'm dead serious. Okay, guys. So we have both had like a blowout <laughs> multiple times, multiple times. That, like it was the same day for both of us, multiple times that day. Yeah, so yeah, you know, her butthole was sore. It was bad. And she wanted her roommate to put Neosporin on it, but he wouldn't. So I told her I would. You know, I'm a nursing major. That is, that's Buttholes don't scare me. But she wouldn't let me. You think I'm scared of hair? I also have a cooch. Yeah, it's not It's not the hair on my cooch that I was afraid of. It was the hair on my butthole. Right, I also have a butthole. I know, but I like... I think I'm part man. Me too. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, you are part man. You know, you will conceived from a man and woman so you are technically part man that's a boy <laughs> that's all boy true never mind okay so do ASMR thing like a like a oh. like a little self-care like calm down what mine's black <gasps> and oh my god that's crazy Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>